Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape. Uh, this one's special, um, maybe because it's been almost a month again since your last Geekscape. Last time you guys heard this voice, it was Comic-Con, and uh, we had just come back from Comic-Con, and uh, you guys got the whole recap on Comic-Con, and it's, I think a month has gone by, and you might be asking yourself, Jesus, Jonathan, what do you have to do but record these podcasts for us? And, hey... Between you, Geekscapist, and me, I would want nothing more than to record podcasts for you guys and uh, to be able to deliver these things to you guys weekly, uh, almost daily. But uh, we've been filming, I've been writing, been doing a lot of uh, work trying to get um, some other projects off the ground. All exciting. Um, all things that you'll probably see on Geekscape TV or you'll see them through other channels. Uh, some involve comic books, some involve movies, hopefully some involve video games, but really trying to roll this boulder back up the hill um, and uh, and hopefully it goes to the other side this time <laughs> hopefully it doesn't just flatten me and roll back down to the bottom but um, what's great about Geekscape is a lot of different people get involved and you meet new people all the time we met a ton of great people at San Diego Comic-Con that was a huge success and we have Kamikaze we have New York Comic-Con coming up those are in October there's a, a ton of stuff in September and I am looking for a new way to be able to make weekly Geekscapes I don't want to just uh, make weekly Geekscapes by like yanking somebody onto the, the show and being like, hey, you're around, let's review a movie. Because, um, let's be honest, when, when we started Geekscape eight years ago, uh, there just weren't a lot of uh, podcasts out there. Now, it seems like every podcast reviews movies, and it's not something that we do that's special anymore. Um, unless we can get an Ian Kerner on there, who can really give you guys some insight on comic books. Um, I don't know how much you guys value my reviews or my opinions, but um, for me, myself, doing it, what I enjoy the most is conversation. I like talking to another human being. And um, I'm looking for a way, and I don't want to hint at it too much in case uh, something happens to it, but I've been working with other people about maybe making a, a weekly Geekscape that's really something special, uh, where the conversation with some great guests, and we can get it to you guys weekly. The production values are high, and it's actually something that you guys can be involved in. So more details as that happens, but... Uh, we're going to explore it in the fall and see if uh, in the coming months we can get that off the ground. That being said, all of you guys who've watched Doc of the Dead on Netflix, thank you guys so much for checking it out. If you live outside the U.S., it is going to be playing in theaters. Um, I think it opens in a few other places closer to Halloween, so the Geekscape-produced Doc of the Dead is rolling out in theaters overseas. You in the States who are watching it on Netflix, uh, thank you so much. It's a lot of fun that you guys are responding to that. Which brings us to this episode... Let's go back to Comic-Con. Let's talk about some of the people we met. One of them is a brand new Geekscape writer. If you guys have been checking out the Geekscape site, you guys know him. It's Eric Francisco. He's, he's actually been a really diligent writer. Um, Eric and I met at Comic-Con. Eric, how are you? You can talk now. <laughs> you like my three minutes? <laughs> I was wondering. Segment? I was looking at my watch. Yeah, no, it was three minutes and five seconds that I just kind of went off and like catching the Geekscape us up. But oh, of course, you're the host. Eric and I met at Comic-Con. Yes. Uh, how do we meet? We met because of Blake Harris, the author of Console Wars. Yep, a, a couple uh, episodes ago. You guys yeah. know Blake. He was a couple episodes ago. I picked up his book at my internship because none of the uh, writers at Late Night wanted it for some reason. Like it was just Late some... Night with Seth Meyers. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. You were an intern there. I was an intern there last right. semester in my uh, last semester. Uh, just it was just one of those things where the writers had a package and they just didn't had interest no had interest in, so they would just dump it in the intern corner. Right. And I was the one who was like, "Yes, please give it to me." So I'm, I've been reading that book, and then on Twitter I talked about it. Blake Harris hit me up, and I was like, hey, let's meet at Comic-Con. And we did, and he brought 
Mr. Jonathan London Long. <laughs> yeah, but Blake and I like formed like an immediate like bromance. Yeah. When he was out at LA for E3, we had been talking on Twitter and talking on email mm -hmm. uh, a few times leading up to E3, but it was the first time he was actually going to be out in LA, and we recorded, you know, an interview. We did a podcast, and. Like, he was always around. Mm -hmm. And my wife was like, what is with you and Blake Harris? <laughs> I thought you guys were, like, lifelong friends. Yeah, or... that was the second time we'd been together in person. <laughs> it was when you and I met him. Uh, and what happened was we were looking for a place to have lunch, and you were texting him about meeting him. Yes. And Blake is just so open about meeting people off the Internet. And I guess I am, too. You right, know, right. Or else Geekscape wouldn't exist. <laughs> but... Um, He's like, hey, man, this guy who I met over at Twitter, he's a fan of the book. He really wants to meet me. Can you make sure I don't get chopped up? And like, he's <laughs> so, like, so you yeah, were security. Yeah, like. yeah, well, yeah, yeah, some security I would have ended up being. Um, I been, <laughs> yeah, I would, have, I would have just outrun Blake. Yeah, but that being said, um, we went to lunch. Uh, you were cool. Well, thank you. You, you know, thank and, you. what I love about it, too, is um, super smart guy. Uh, I'm talking about Eric in the third person. Um, <laughs> Who's super, this guy? Yeah, super smart guy. You know, graduated Rutgers, and what what I love the most is like your get up and go. You know, and it's something that like not a, you know, we have it Geekscape. It's like we have it, or else we wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. But um, but I, I always feel like the majority of people just don't have that get up and go. They don't okay. have that uh. That um, what is it? Ingenuity is it? Is it just kind of like initiative? That, that uh, initiative, initiative. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna make something out of nothing. I'm gonna make my own opportunities. And so I was like, okay, this guy Eric, you know, we're talking. We talked over lunch about like what opportunities you could make for yourself. It wasn't a, hey, do you know anybody who can hire me? Conversation. Yeah. It was, what do you think should be my next moves? Which is, I mean, there's something similar but very unique in those different approaches because because. You either want to work for somebody, mm -hmm. or you want to be the guy who works. Precisely. I mean, and, and I think that's rare. And uh, and I, again, geekscapists, I think we're of a rare breed. So I think so. If I talk, I'm I'm not necessarily talking, not about you. No. Uh, the geekscapists are awesome, but um, but it just like that's always been my mindset, mm -hmm. and, it, and sometimes it's been very hard because at times, like you know. Like it hurts your relationships. Sometimes it hurts your finances. Sometimes it hurts, yeah, yeah. you know, just your own self worth. But um, but it's a very hard path to be like, I'm not going to work for anyone um, who doesn't see my plan. And it could be a fool's errand, for all I know. Mm -hmm. But um, but when you look at somebody else or you look at your peers and you're like, well, they're succeeding doing it. It's only a matter of time until I do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I know exactly. Yeah, that's I'm, your fun. So it's sorry. all good. It's all good. I'm so sorry. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat uh, it. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, you've... And, like, you had that. Yes. I mean, like, I look at all my friends who are doing other things. Like, they get internships at whatever, MTV. How or... many of your friends are going into banking? <laughs> Have you noticed that? A couple, that? actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, A few yeah. of my fraternity brothers. Like, a lot of them will start going into there. Exactly, yeah. Wall I, Street. Yeah. Um, only a few are doing creative endeavors, excuse me, endeavors. And a few of them are actually pursuing it. Like, I knew a few people who... Pursued this field and are just starting to give up. Like I'm starting right. to see the cracks fall. And how long have they been pursuing it? I mean, I just graduated. Yeah, you and just graduated in May, right? Precisely. And yeah, now exactly. it's what August. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah I'm good. Two months. I'm good. Exactly. <laughs> I'm good. I mean, but like Malcolm Gladwell says, like, what is it? Ten thousand hours? Like a thousand hours? Whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah. Like 10,000 10, hours where you become a master at. Like that's your tipping point, right? Yes. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> are you going to make a film for ten thousand hours? It's, yeah. Well, it's like ten thousand hours. 
Are there 10,000 hours in two months? No. <laughs> and they're like, uh, Can we live for 2,000 hours? I don't know. And we're good. <laughs> and we gave, a, we gave it our best gander. <laughs> um, you know, you're either in it or you're not in it. And, you know, um, that's just the way it is. I, I saw that Eric Francisco was somebody who wanted to do some stuff. So he's writing for the site. Next week uh, or next month, uh, I'm speaking now about October. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Already, I'm already thinking about October. Uh, we're going to be in New <laughs> York Comic Con. It's going to be you, me, and Big Yanks at New York Comic Con. And I cannot wait. Yeah, I've been be going fun. to the New York Comic Con for since 2011. Really? And it's Yeah, yeah, since 2011, but only as a fan. Yeah. As just someone who's just like, I'm going to go to Comic Con. Yeah. And it, it, it's been fantastic, but I think I'm ready to just like stop being a fan and start actually doing some good stuff there. Yeah. And I'm excited uh, to... Uh, Come to the convention for you guys, or just do whatever you need me to do. Well, you guys, well, you'll get like press opportunities, so you get to meet some cool people. Like, um, here, here's what Eric is doing in LA right now. So, what Eric is, what Eric is doing in California, which allows him to do this Geekscape podcast, is he was at Power Morphicon, yes, which is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers convention we here in one. Pasadena. <laughs> and if you guys are checking the website over the next couple of days, you'll see some of Eric's uh, interviews, some of Eric's articles pop up. Uh, on Geekscape TV, we'll maybe put up a video or two up there. Um, so, I know nothing sure. about the Power Rangers. The of only course. thing I know about the Power Rangers is that the pink one was like my crush. <laughs> but I think I was a little too old. Yeah. Uh, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers, G.I. Joe. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kind of like the like that's kind of like where I capped out. Yes. And then it was like middle school. You kind of get into video games and you kind of do other things. And Power Rangers hadn't quite hit yet. Exactly. Power Rangers yeah, yeah, was yeah. kind of like as I was going into high school. Yeah. And so, what is it about Power Rangers that like your favorite thing in the world? Uh, it's everything. Um, I, okay, as <laughs> it is, a kid, it is, it is my religion. <laughs> as a kid, it's like watching. It's like the visual form of candy. Where right. It's just it's sugary. It's just uh, uh, fast paced. It's quick. Um, it's not particularly good filmmaking. Although I can explain something in a little bit. It's just something that's easily easily digestible. Mm-hmm. Kids understand robots. They understand. Karate. They understand superheroes, monsters, monsters, yeah, 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 and, yeah. and threats. When you roll all of that together, kids are going to eat it up. Um, so it does resonate with um, the so-called quote '90s kids, and I hate to use that because it's such a BuzzFeed thing to do. But yeah, it, no, yeah. but I agree with that. Yeah, I think that it's absolutely a '90s kid thing. It's probably one of the like when you think of like let's say like like Five Fingers. What what is most indicative of like a '90s kid? Uh, Power Rangers is absolutely one of those fingers. One of them, maybe not the top, um, but one of them. But like, what would the other ones be? Like Ren and Stimpy, Ren, um, or like one of those Ren Nickelodeon would, things. Would it was a little to, earlier. Yeah. yeah, Ren and Stimpy would appeal to like the kid who had the crude sense of humor. Right. I think uh, I was Ren and Stimpy. I think like that was early '90s. Precisely. Yeah. No, uh, there would be like boy bands. Uh, boy bands, like, like that kind of thing. It. Like I'm a '90s kid. Power yeah. Rangers in there. Boy bands are in there. MTV. MTV. Uh, the TR, the TRL, more yeah, than anything. Yeah, the TRL yeah. MTV thing. Uh, but Power Rangers kind of nails it. It's one of them because who doesn't want to save the world with your best friends? Mm-hmm. Who, does, who doesn't want to think about that? And for me personally, as like the film nerd, the film right. guy, it's everything rolled into one. You've got... And you love Kung Fu movies. You oh, yeah. I love... Stuff. Power Rangers to me as a kid, and even though I didn't know these things existed, it was like watching Bruce Lee in a Wizard of Oz movie. And wouldn't hmm. that be fantastic? Oh, that's wouldn't, crazy. Wouldn't it be fantastic to see, instead of Dorothy, you get Bruce Lee, like, kicking ass. And, uh, that's kind of cool. Exactly. That's, yeah, that is cool. And then you mix that in with the Voltron, Saved by the Bell kind of zeitgeist. And it's, yeah. That's why... That's Whoa, why, what did you just say? You just said Voltron, Saved by the Bell, zeitgeist. That yeah. is so... Yeah, that, I think that... I never thought about that like that. I definitely got the, the Voltron thing because, 
you know, it's five people and right. they unite and they, they, you know, they each have different colors, obviously. <laughs> and you know, they're, they're greater together as they are separate. Mm-hmm. But like the Save by the Bell stuff, I remember the high school stuff. Like, how did that work? So there was there footage sure. in Japan. And right. then when, when, okay, so they made like a show in Japan and yes. then when they brought it to the States, they shot the Americanized stuff, but they did that in Australia. Uh, they filmed the movie in Australia okay. and they filmed like maybe one or two episodes as like, Hey guys, we're in Australia right now. Okay. Uh, but the rest of it was filmed in LA. Okay. Uh, so, by, as everything else is. So they filmed like those little, the, like the dialogue pieces the, the Ameri- in LA. The, yeah, the, when the Rangers weren't the, the Rangers, right. they were filmed in LA and as with the American actors. It was, yeah, the Saved by the Bell thing comes from, like, okay, uh, I'm going to get real with you. Saban, Haim Saban, wants to be inoffensive as possible. Right. He wants to, he wants to make money. He, he, he wants the, his product to make money, which makes sense. Like, totally. He's, he's, he's a businessman. Business exactly. Uh, so he will appeal to the greatest demographic. And in the 90s, it was, you know, capturing those cool high school kids. Mm-hmm. But he didn't want to be drastic. Like, he didn't want to talk about teenage pregnancy or drugs. drugs. He wanted to paint a very sanitized image of what a high school student was. And these high school kids were exceptional role models. Mm -hmm. They volunteered in the community. They were they were uh, healthy. They were like Captain Planet's kids. Exactly. They were like the no, kids who exactly. hang around with Captain Planet. Exactly. Except they were real. They were tangible. Right. They were yeah. a, a cartoon. They were right. physical people that you watched on TV. So the high school thing was just that they were just good kids, good role models in, uh-huh. in, in turn, who happened to become even greater as as Power Rangers. Those films, those scenes, of course, were filmed in uh, L.A. The uh, fight scenes with the costumes were. Later filmed in LA too mm-hmm. uh, when they got a bigger budget. A bigger budget, yeah. But the first season, it's almost all Jap- Japan. In each season, there's a different team of actors and Power Rangers because kind of um, like my buddy Cameron mm-hmm. was he's a, he was in like the last one. Wait, 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 what? Cameron Jibo? He's a friend of yours? Yeah. Like here's the thing about Cameron. Like when I was teaching at New York Film Academy, he was working at the, in the library. You're kidding and me? And he's like, yeah, I'm an actor in LA, and I was like. Oh man, it's so hard to be an actor. Da da da. I saw Cameron again, like in May at an event, and I was like, "Dude, what have you been up to? How's the acting coming?" And he's like, "Oh, I just played a Power Ranger for like a year." And I was like, "What at kids' parties?" I was, like, I was like, "You fucking played a Power Ranger? What are you talking about?" And he goes, "He goes, no, for the last year and a half. Yeah, no, I've been I've been in Australia or whatever he's been, mm-hmm. and I've been a Power Ranger." And I was like. Get the fuck out of here. Like a real Power Ranger? I was like, I was like, how long is that going to run out? I was like, how long is that going to run? And he goes, yeah. well, I can't. He goes, well, I'm done. And I said, what do you mean you're done? He's like, well, every season is a different cast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, it's like Menudo? Like, <laughs> like, like, like age you out? That's like, yeah, you don't have like. It's like you're done. All right, later. You don't have like 40-year-old Power Rangers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Like, uh, like, so yeah, Cameron was the white dude I on got, the last one. Yeah, I actually got his autograph at Comic-Con. Actually, after meeting you, I went in line to meet Cameron, which is really funny. Uh, no, yeah, Cameron was the uh, Silver Ranger of this current season. Okay, Silver Ranger. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yes and no. Um, early in the show, they, yeah. would have, they would retain the actors as a sort of continuity. But at one point, they were just like, all right, let's just find new people because it's going to be much cheaper. Cheaper, people. yeah. Uh, which is cool because it allows more people to, uh, I guess, allows for more And you jobs. have like the one, where, like the episodes where they're like dinosaurs. And then you have yes. the episodes where like, what, they're, what else? The they, I don't know what the fuck they turn into. <laughs> I don't know anything <laughs> no, about okay. Power no, Rangers. No, 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 dude, it's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> the seasons uh, tend to have a theme. Like yeah. the first Mighty Mor- well, it's also, I'm not going to bore you, but like Mighty Morphin had a dinosaur motif, motif, excuse me. But there were still high school kids and right. blah, blah. It was very Marvel-like, actually. Yeah. But as the years went on, they kind of put the focus on that motif. 
So there would be a time traveling kind of theme. There would be a, um, a ninja theme. And that kind of became the focus as opposed to just a background. Mm-hmm. So in Mighty Morphin, dinosaurs was kind of like the, just a thing for them to have. They were still high school kids. By like 2000, the 2000s, like they would have a ninja theme. Yeah. They were totally ninjas. Like that was it. Like that was all that It's would... like whatever's cool at the moment. Exactly. Like, uh, like, of, yeah. like Jurassic Park comes out, so they got the dinosaur thing going. Exactly. You know, it's um, like... Uh, there, there was one season that was based off like a mystical magic theme. Sure. It was totally capturing on Harry Potter. Totally That's capturing. That's funny. Totally so like, what is it now? Uh, this is weird. All right, try to keep... Uh, I'm sorry. That, uh, it's there not... are vampires? <laughs> there are sorry, vampires and werewolves? No. I, I, would, I would actually watch that. Would you? Yes. Like, movie, like, Power of Frankenstein. 100%. 100? I would, I would like, totally watch okay. that. Okay, I'm the mummy and he just like walks real but slow. Currently, it's weird because the Japanese season was a pirate theme. But those pirates had access... Is it One Piece? More Buccaneers okay. kind of thing. But these... It, it's weird. The pirates thing was a secondary thing because the idea was that they would use the powers of the other 30 years because in Japan, they, were, they had like a 30-year head start. Or 15, what? Uh, they, I'm sorry. They had like a 15-year... Yeah, right. Power, Japan, Power Rangers in Japan started as... In 1975, so there was like a head start. Some of that there. footage from the 90s is from 75. No, or no. from the 80s, probably right. It's no, no, not even, no, 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 not even. Every year in Japan, there's a different team. Oh. So uh, in 92, that was the dinosaur one, uh, which was a very fantasy dinosaur. Yeah. Like, the, like they weren't kids in high school. They were like tribes and knights, right. and and they represented a dinosaur. Di- but whatever. that's from like late 80s. The no, footage, no, that was or? the 92 uh, one, and like okay. Oh, so it's concurrent with the Japanese footage. Uh, about a year later, it would okay. be they would they would do the power, uh, the American mm. version. Although now they've kind of lagged a bit. Holy it's, crap! It's a lot to it's dude, a lot to swallow. No wonder there's a convention for this. Yeah, crap. no, it's yeah. intense. Um, I'll get into it later. But actually, we got the we I got to meet the actor who played the Red Ranger. That became that that became Mighty Morphin, but was the Japanese version. And are they like dark? Like, do they meet today. ever? Like, do the cast meet and like team up? The, do they do anything behind like? the scenes? They'll meet, but on television, you'll never see a hey. The Japanese Power Rangers are going to meet the American Power Rangers. What about like um, cameras? Like, like, what about like like one season's cast sure. versus like another season's yes. cast? Oh yeah, oh. they do that a lot. They do so that like sometimes it'll like thirty Power Rangers. Or, like you see somebody from like the, the dinosaur season like it's, coming back, and it's like shout out like the crowd goes crazy. It's funny you say that. Uh, y- yes, they uh, until this year. Yes, they would do uh, the occasional team up. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It's whatever. This year is all about celebrating the anniversary, mm-hmm. the twentieth anniversary. So, excuse me. No sweat. Uh, so yeah, like like I said, the season in Japan in twenty eleven was about using the older powers mm-hmm. again. So like let's say I'm the new Red Ranger. I will use the power of like the Red Ranger from 1997. You can channel all that, yeah. And yeah. channel, and I would use the costume. It's it's merchandising. Totally. Let's, let's be honest, it's merchandising. Yeah. But in the story, in the show, they would bring back some of those guys. Like, hey, can you act in this one episode again? That's cool. Yeah. In Power Rangers, they're doing that this year because they they it's it's the American yeah it's the, the American, American version. version. So uh, they got back some of the actors from maybe one one or two episodes, and the idea is that those powers come back. So let's say again, I'm the Green Ranger. I will use this key. Uh, it's literally a key, like like they're pirates because they use yeah. like treasure keys. Merchandising once mm-hmm. one more time. So they'll use this key to become the original Green Ranger, and then now this year uh, the finale is going to involve this massive team up of all the Rangers put together. So they'll have the new Rangers plus a few legendary Rangers that they got back that they managed to hire back for one for like two episodes. Yeah, but the crowd will go crazy. Like the, the audience is going to go like, crazy. The audience is like, oh my god. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> it's it's funny because the fans like and they, they know the minuscule. So do the stories in the story? So the stories all flow onto each other, like season to season. Uh, yes, there are some contradictions, maybe, but I'm not going to bore you with those. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's basically one. It's like I'm interviewing somebody about Doctor Who, which just had its premiere, like, the, 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 <laughs> and he's just and he's just kind of like panicking because he's just like yes, but no. Like the, like the new explain. Doctor Who just premiered this past weekend, and I it's to, like I went on to see it, but I'm here, and so. I'm like I'm like uh, you know it's like it's like being asked about Doctor Who. I was like, Wait, so what are the rules? Does this guy okay? So could this guy ever like do that? Like could these yeah. guys like no? Uh, I'll, it's just I'll, so complicated. I'll cut to the chase and say Power Rangers is will only make sense when it wants to make sense. So. Uh, as far as this season goes, yeah, this season is all about team ups and bringing people back. Uh, we're gonna see everyone's uh, everyone's favorite, uh, the, the original Green Ranger. Yeah, uh, like he's the only one that like you can get him and just rep- have him represent all twenty years. Uh, he's gonna come he's back. Like the, easily the most popular Green Ranger. He, he's at Wizard World all the time. He's gonna be at New York Comic Con. He's gonna do. He does all the conventions all the time, and, and everybody he, loves him. Uh, well, he's the breakout star of the Power he's, Rangers. He's kind of the break. I mean, like Amy Jo Johnson did a lot of like Felicity and Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. So That's she's, my girl. She's yeah. had a, had a more of a, like let's say uh, I don't want mainstream call commercial mainstream career. commercial career. Jason David Frank is the one who knows how to promote himself really well. Mm. Uh, he's done MMA. He's done. Uh, he's got a chain of karate schools, and he's in the Karate Hall of Fame. That's the Green Ranger. Green Ranger, White Ranger, Red Ranger, Black Ranger. Yeah, yeah. He's done a couple different Rangers. He's been a couple different Rangers over the years. Uh, he. He stopped in '97, and then he just did like dropped out of Power Rangers totally until 2004 when he did the Black Ranger as and like a mentor. People were like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah, oh, he was he's back. Ah. Yeah, oh god, the internet. This is like before MySpace broke and the social internet. media. He broke the he broke the Power Rangers internet. <laughs> he broke GeoCities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah, he yeah, because this was before MySpace. He broke yeah, he broke all those like BBS sites. Yeah. Um. So sure. Like, what was what was like what's the big news that came out of? Morphicon. The big news Power right now is uh, Dino Charge, which is the new season. Yeah. And they, the big news was that they unveiled the new cast. And actually, uh, this history is being made. We Am have I in first, it? I'm sorry? Am I in it? Uh, yeah. Congratulations. I'm, I'm, You're the new Black old. Ranger. Too old. The new Black <laughs> Ranger. Too old. Everyone, too old. Jonathan London is the new Power Ranger. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't even know where to begin. <laughs> no, they, uh, the big news is that the new season is going to have the return of a favorite executive producer, which... This is being Power Rangers. Of course, we have a favorite executive producer. Yeah. Um, uh, his name is Chip Lynn. He's a fantastic dude, uh, wonderful guy. He was very Steve Jobsing it up. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like on stage, just going, "What's this new season called?" And this logo is right behind him. Yeah, very, very cheesy. It, it up, yeah. But he's wonderful. Like he's made all the favorite seasons that everyone loves. Um, the new seat, the new cast. Uh, you know, Power Rangers gets a lot of flack for their racial racial casting. Yeah. Did you see that funnier die short? Everyone has seen that. Dude, that thing was so funny. It was so funny. Where he's like, "Why do I gotta be the black ranger? <laughs> Why do I have to be the yellow ranger?" Thing is, is it that was so funny. It was so funny. But you know, me being the Power Ranger fan of all my social circles, that was posted on my wall maybe a hundred times. Yeah. So yeah, like, I can at one point, I'm just like, "Yes, I've seen it." But anyway, uh, groundbreaking in this casting is that we're getting a I, Fuchsia I could, ranger. Well, oh, no. uh, well, kind of. Uh, we're getting our first black pink ranger. Uh, a black woman is going to be playing the Pink Ranger, which is What's going to be a woman? What? What's it going to be a woman? It be like a twink. <laughs> Why does it have to be a woman? It be like some twink who's like, hey guys. <laughs> Maybe one day. Uh, That'd be awesome. Yeah. Or, or like, uh, why couldn't it be like a bisexual? 
I, I asked that question uh, like myself. I asked. I, I'm just curious. Wait, wait. The, about your bisexuality? No, 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 no. I'm straight. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm straight. I, I, I'm straight as an arrow. Hey, we take all types here at Geek, uh, Geekscape. Of course. But um, could there be a transgender one I where it's like, like dresses as a pink and then the helmet comes off? It's like Samus, but in reverse. <laughs> it's like, oh shit! It was. Oh a my dude. god! It was a woman the entire time. He's like, what? And like the, the like pink ranger takes off the helmet. It's like some dude with like a beard. He's like, I'm gonna go chop down trees now. The Vernon Cox has a Power Ranger. Would pay to see that. Uh, That'd but be no, awesome. No, it, we just ha we just have a very racially diverse cast this year. Uh, Black Pink Ranger. Uh, we've had Asian Blue Rangers before, but he looks distinctively Asian mm -hmm. with the mop hair and the, he looks like a, like a b boy. That's um, funny. Yeah, and we've got like a I, I don't know his name, so I can't tell what he is, but he's like a Latino Asian Samoan Latino Indio Indian. Kind he's of, just like he's, well, the, he's, yeah. he's the Red Ranger. Because the yeah. thing is that the last few years we've had like the same thing. We've had the Caucasian Red Ranger, right? The Black blue ranger whatever um but this year it's just like radically like just changing up the whole status quo and it's really as someone who like loves the racial casting in superhero movies and and lady thor or black mm -hmm. spider-man i just think that's a really cool thing yeah. you see that in my favorite thing right is just really cool You're like finally that's, that's the big news i was bummed out that we heard nothing about the movie yeah i thought that was going to be the big news going in i was, I was like, texting you saban wants to do yeah like this movie with lionsgate lionsgate's yes. going to distribute this movie i was thinking this is where you'll get the news. You're going to yes. get the big oh, news so ready. for all this stuff. Do you think they're just waiting for Comic-Con next year? Yes. When, no. do, when does this movie come out? 2016. So July 2016, 2016, I think. So in two years, you're going to have a brand new Power Rangers movie. It'll probably be my first Power Rangers experience because sure. I'll, you know, no doubt have to go see it. Um, <laughs> because, it'll, it, you know, it's a summer movie. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, let's, you know, now's as good a time as any. Yeah. Um, you th yeah, I mean, two years sounds like a, kind of a maybe the poster would come out or something like that. I mean, that's what I was expecting. Like uh, this main Saban panel where they unveiled all the new Rangers, they would just like quietly throw up the poster on the screen, and everyone would just go like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, we didn't even get that. Nothing, not in you the got closing. Nothing ceremony. from the feature film. Nothing, which was, like, the no word. Yeah, and I wanted to hit up the writers on Twitter, but I didn't want to be like that guy. On sure, Twitter. sure, sure. But I, I was surprised that they didn't, they weren't seen walking around. I was surprised no one from the movie. Maybe maybe one Lionsgate rep was probably seen walking around, mm -hmm. but I, that was just whispers from fans. Nothing from the movie, and it sucks because the Power Ranger, Power Morphicon only meets every two years right. because it's it's a nonprofit so, convention. So next time it meets, you guys are already gonna have. We've movie already yet. had the movie in theaters for a solid month. You guys have to make your own Power Morphicon. <laughs> there is a smaller. There are smaller uh, conventions and like other Power Ranger conventions that are like like a fraction of the size of Power Morphicon. But this is the biggest. This Power is the, Ranger. This is the like yeah. This is. Uh, like Power Morphicon is peanuts compared to maybe say the New York Comic Con or sure, San Diego, of but in terms but those of, are about everything. Yeah, but in terms of the Power Ranger fandom, this mm -hmm. is like the McDonald's. This is the, this is the most acute. This is the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. So what um, is it? Just Power Rangers, the Power Morphicon, or like because I, I, sometimes I see other things. Sure, I saw sure. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on yeah. the Instagram. I saw all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing is that Power, the initial Power Morphicon was of course about Power Rangers, but the thing is that everyone who's worked on the show. Of course, they work on other other mm -hmm. shows. Um, so, of course, they'll uh, when everyone's working on enough things, they're gonna cater to those audiences. Uh, so there's a uh, the sister shows of Power Rangers like Masked Rider, VR Troopers. They mm -hmm. get their own panels because the actors come in on mm -hmm. come on in for those. Beetleborgs. Beetleborgs. Uh, I think they were there last time. I don't Kamen know. Common Rider. Uh, Common Rider is a big presence at at, at uh, 
Power Warfare Con. I don't know if they get I a should have gone. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you're, you're a Common Rider fan? No, but like I just think all those designs are so cool. Oh, they are. They like are. I love Ultraman. I think all that stuff is so cool. It is very cool. Like Jet Jaguar, I'm like, damn, let's see that again. You'll see uh, cosplayers dressed mm-hmm. as like Common Rider and crap like that. But uh, as far as panels go, you might get like one panel. Right. But still, it's it's growing. Like we're, we had an Invader Zim panel. And that's because the uh, voice actor of Alpha mm-hmm. was also the voice actor of Zim and also other voice actors. Because uh, that's the weird thing about Power Rangers. It, encompass- it encompasses stunts, acting, voice acting, uh, science fiction, martial arts, fantasy, right. blah, 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 blah. So you're going to get intersections everywhere. Uh, right. So, so we've, you'll, you'll get anything tangentially related to Power Rangers, you will get. It's good enough for us. It's good enough for you guys. You know, <laughs> it's good enough for us. We yeah. really have like, like it seems like a very hungry fan base. It is kind of. Um, the thing is, is that for once, for one weekend, we can all just be Ranger fans and just not have to. This is my friend. This is how right. my friend put it. Right. We don't have to deal with it, like because everyone at the convention is probably known as the quote Power Ranger fan in all their social circles. Uh-huh. I certainly am. In my college fraternity, I was kind of the Power Ranger guy. Whatever. Uh, you were a Power Rangers fan, and you still got initiated into a fraternity. I, I think that's like the thing. Like, <laughs> like they, they gave a little extra heaping of hazing to this Maybe, guy over cause, here because they knew I could take it. Like, yeah, hold the banana between your thighs a little longer, pal. <laughs> but it's freezing cold out. They were here. just like, you can morph. It's fine. Yeah. But no, uh, but like we all have to deal with it in our normal lives. And for one weekend in California, in the sunny, sunny little corner of California, we can just like just be ourselves unapologetically and, and unapologetically yeah. do it. Uh, but the convention was fun, and yeah, it did have a lot of uh, intersections. Like there was maybe a Sailor. I think there was a Sailor Moon panel. There should have been. Like that seems like something that's nineties. Yeah, but there was like other other things, and um, but but Power Rangers itself also branches into other things. Like there's maybe a voice acting panel, a stunt panel, mm-hmm. a blah 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 blah. Uh, but like uh, you just, it was just a good. It's time. so dynamic. It like, like it was yeah. honestly when when it was happening in the nineties. By that time, I was in high school. Sure. Yeah. Uh, in ninety four, I was in high school. And I'm like, well, this is just going to be like a Furby. You know what I mean? Like, this is just going to come and go. Like, this, this will, oh, so this will be the toy. Because yeah. I remember our babysitting a kid who was totally into to, uh, Power Rangers. And he had, like, a Super Nintendo game. I ended up playing it because he's too young. He loved Power Rangers. That was a fun game. He had way. the game, but that side-scrolling platformer. Yeah. Like, I, like, I beat that game with both the kid watch. He's like, will you play it? It's like, you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't that good at it. He's yeah, like, will yeah. you play it? So I ended up playing and beating this game. And it was a Power Ranger game, but I was like, yeah, but this won't be popular in a year. But the fact that it, the te- it's a testament that this thing is now 20 years later, mm-hmm. it's a really dynamic franchise. And I, th- I think it goes back to what you're saying, is that it does have appeal to people who appreciate the stunts or the Asian culture. Yes. Or they ap- appreciate just like the, the soap opera aspect of it or the, oh, yeah. you know, like, like the costume voice act. Like there's so much to it. That I that I uh, maybe up until this conversation didn't appreciate. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know? well, thank, well thank you. Uh, I'll tell you what. Like as a film guy, as a as someone who loves cinema and film, it should be studied a little bit mm-hmm. because it'll manage to mash up genres like you won't believe. That's cool. Yeah. So I'll just give you one example. Uh, in one season, which everybody loves, it's called RPM. It manages to mash up Mad Max, Terminator, Matrix, and Two Thousand One, all with spandex and martial arts. <laughs> like who wouldn't want to see that? Well, I mean, is Power Rangers something like, okay, I'm a 35-year-old man. Sure, yeah. Is this something that, like, I, I, like, if I was to start it, do I start at the beginning? Or, like, where would you recommend someone who's fresh, maybe they're listening to this Geekscape, and yeah. they're like, I don't know where to begin. 
Okay, because um, like if I was like Doctor Who, for example, I would start with the um, Chris Eccleston stuff. Yeah, oh, oh, of, course, of course. Like that's where I would that's start. I Other yeah. people tell me David Tennant, but I think I would start with Chris Eccleston. No, you always start. You, well, when it comes to Doctor Who, you start with Christopher Eccleston. Okay, no what, in my opinion. So, uh, but as far as Power Rangers okay. go, to understand Power Rangers, oh shit, you should absolutely start <laughs> with the first season, maybe second, the the Mighty Morphin, basically. Yeah, and by that time, you should be into it enough to maybe start continue with Zeo. But after that... That's the next one? That's the next one. Okay. Uh, that's, so that's season four, but that's like the first costume change. Um, okay, so you're watching the first three seasons. First three seasons, just to get, like, just, just to get into four. Power Rangers. I mean, this is yeah. an article you should write for the site, too, I think. Oh, I was going to do it. I, I think this is a good article. <laughs> but, uh, uh, like, hopefully by the end of Mighty Morphin, you'll be into it enough to be like, yeah, this is cool, I get it, I, I'm totally into it, but I'm sick of seeing the same crap all, all the right. time. Hopefully you'll be willing enough to watch Zeo. Uh-huh. And I think then, that might be me. You're good. No, no, that's fine. That's, fine. that's okay. Uh, but, but after that, okay, try to, Geekscape guys, try to bear with me. After Zeo, it's up to you if you want to continue with Turbo and Space Lost Galaxy. That's up to you. That's your call. I will tell you that there is an arc that ends at In Space because, and again, Jonathan, I'm, I'm trying not to lose you here. Yeah. Uh, Zordon, the big, big floating yeah, head. Yeah, I know Zordon. He becomes a crucial point in, in Turbo and in space. Oh, I know Zordon. He disappears, and by the end of In Space, they're trying to find him. Like, they're, okay. like he's been captured. And that's really expen- that's, like, that's really important. That's really important. So maybe you don't skip those two seasons. Just watch the whole damn thing. I mean, it's hard to just sludge through. It's like asking, like... It's I not a good season? Uh, I mean, some of Turbo is bad, and then some of it's really cool, mm-hmm. but it's just not what I would call good television. Uh, but in space also has some bleep, has some blemishes. Right, nobody but, can hear you cry because your Power Rangers isn't as good. In space, <laughs> nobody can hear you cry over exactly. your bad Power Ranger episodes. Actually, that's where this genre starts to change, and I'll right. get into that a little bit. But the finale of In Space is a culmination of all those years. It's awesome. And it's awesome. It's, hmm. it's, it's really cool. The next season is called Lost Galaxy. And here's where I, I'm trying not to, not to lose you, because I'm asking you at this point to watch, like, Seven seasons worth of television, yeah, you bet. And, it, and it's like if you don't watch, if you don't like it by then, like you're gonna kill me. Yeah. But Lost Galaxy is, in my opinion, the most uh, creatively free. Yeah. The uh, because they had okay, there was a show called Mystic Nights that Saban was also producing that was filmed in Ireland, mm-hmm. and they that show was canceled, and they put all the money from that show, leftover money, into Power Rangers, and it shows. Oh, because so the, that's like they're all clicking. Like, because the filmmaking is like top notch. Like I was just watching it last night. It's and pretty filmic. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like Babylon 5 in spandex. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. It's like, because it, I mentioned before, this is where the genres change. This is where it gets into the science fiction, where it gets into the, it starts to evoke Star Trek and it starts to evoke Farscape a little bit. It becomes it, like it a evokes, real show. It becomes a not real just a show. kid show, but like sure, something yeah. that's engaging on a multiple, like a, a higher level. Exactly. And Lost Galaxy is where you come to a crossroads. You can either stop there and just be happy with it, and as some people have, or you can continue and find other cool things that are maybe not as good. But it falls back into like a kid show. It, it would fall back into a kid show. Where it's just like, oh god, I have to watch this again, or it'll be like, wow, I never thought about that. In terms of like a, a, of what television can can accomplish, mm-hmm. there's some cool things here and there. Um, I will say, if you don't want to watch any of that stuff, and there's only one thing you need to watch, it's the 2009 RPM. Uh, if I can explain this in, in the best way possible, Disney was producing the show at the time, wow. but they had no interest in 
putting any any attention to it. Okay. Because uh, when Disney bought the franchise, it was kind of it was come kind of, it was kind of a package deal with Fox Family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Disney bought Fox Family and reluctantly bought Power or Rangers. ABC Family. Yeah, they turned Fox Family into ABC Family. Okay. But the deal was was that hey, you have to buy Power Rangers because they're a ratings killer in this in this network. Mm-hmm. So Disney was kind of like, <sighs> fine, we'll buy it. Uh, and they wanted to integrate it into the Disney parks. So kind of the way Star Wars is kind of mm-hmm. being integrated in, in Marvel, Disney. yeah. Oh, yeah. They wanted to do that with Power Rangers, but th- it did not test well with uh, with uh, focus groups. It did mm-hmm. not. Uh, I think parents did, uh, hated the violence. Sure. Even though in Sleeping Beauty, uh, Prince Charming or whatever sl- straight up slays a dragon. Mm-hmm. No, forget that. If someone uses karate, that's horrible. So Racist ass parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible parents. So uh, Power Rangers was never integrated in Disney uh, so you'll never see Mickey Mouse shake hands with the Red Ranger mm-hmm. or anything like that They're, they were kind of shoved off into the side of the Disney parks are they still on them? no 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 they were sold back to the Saban in 2011 uh, in 2010 excuse me but for a while in 2009 Disney had like the last straw it's like okay we're going to do one more season and then we're just going to kill it and just air reruns and we'll just make, make, money, money, off, yeah. make money off toys this last season because Disney wasn't paying attention they were just like, F it. We're going to go all out. And that's when they did the whole Mad Max Matrix uh, kind of stuff. Cause it was, oh, Cameron's a, a part of that season? No. Oh, no, he's no, the no. one after it. You, uh, yeah, he, he was in the one that came back in uh, Saban, when, mm-hmm. when Saban took over, uh, took, took control back. RPM was fantastic because it just tried to do something so different. Uh, it was the post-apocalypse. They were fighting up against a computer virus, blah, blah, blah. Fantastic. Just, just wonderful. Uh, actual characterization everyone feels unique everyone, everyone feels solid and the stunt work was phenomenal uh, and it's a tight story it's only like 30 episodes 32 episodes so you can knock it out in uh, one weekend one weekend if you want no, I can't yeah, okay. no, can you? maybe a week You're right. maybe a week give me a week uh, but yeah that's the one I would be like okay if you don't want to watch anything Power watch related watch that one get over the low budget right. uh, the low budget effects because again Disney was like Whatever. Here's here's yeah. some money. Here's five dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's five dollars. Make a show, uh, but because Disney wasn't looking, they were able to accomplish something great. That's pretty awesome. As far as what Cameron goes, yeah, he's in the current season, and th- that season has its fans, and I am endeared to it because it is bringing back the old guys. Uh, but it, it it's it's uh, you'll you'll read the internet forums and you'll read something you'll hear something different. <laughs> well, I want you to write this article because like this I will. is valuable, you know. But I want you like you I know, hope I didn't lose you more than that. I, hope, I really no, hope I think I didn't this is you. valuable. Like you, I think this has utility. Like I think <laughs> I think especially when the movie comes out in two years, I think people are gonna be looking and be like, okay, well, how do I get into this? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, oh, of course. Like of course. it's like people getting into comic books now because of the Avengers movie. And yeah. Like they're like, okay, well, like what, how do I get into this? Like. Uh, we have um, Geekscape is like, um, you know, Ray and people like that who are like on the, on the Twitter or on the forums are like, okay, well, where do I start with Guardians of the Galaxy? Mm-hmm. Where do I watch the Gal- Guardians oh, of the Galaxy stuff? And, and we're all kind of telling people like, you know, the, the, the Abnett and Lanning stuff from like, you know, um, uh, you know, the early 2000s or the mid 2000s when, yeah, when yeah. it was like, okay. They did like the annihilation stuff, and like that's kind of what we told them. But I'm just telling people if you like Guardians of the Galaxy, just watch Far Escape because yeah, it's basically yeah. the same thing. <laughs> I'm um, sorry, man. I told you before that, yeah, that, he, that he, first episode of Far Escape is so he, hard. It, to... Yeah, yeah. Far Escape. If you if you're into the first, like you kind of have to push to the episode called Nerve, which is three quarters of the way through the first season. And it, if you watch Nerve, you're going to be sold on the whole series. Um, you might enjoy Farscape from the beginning. I know that I had to get four episodes or five episodes in before I was sold on Farscape, and then I was in it to win it. Yeah. Um, you named it Geekscape after yeah, all. Yeah, <laughs> I named it Geekscape, and um, 
And yeah, I mean, I love that stuff, but this Power Ranger stuff is really valuable to me. I'm like, wow, that's that's information that I don't know. It's it was a little bit after my time. Oh yes, yeah, one hundred percent. It absolutely pertains to all of us geeks. If in, you the, like, yeah. in the convention was fun, right? You hosted a couple panels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A couple hangouts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The convention was fantastic. Um, so the initial panels I hosted, I, I was part of a volunteer before I joined Geekscape. So mm-hmm. uh, like I committed as a volunteer. Like yeah, yeah. I'll help a couple, a couple panels. I hosted two panels. Like I was the center of attention for two panels called the Night Zero, which was supposed to recapture the experience of the first Power Warfacon. And I'll tell you guys something. In 2007, geek culture was kind of a different world. Absolutely. Uh, we, we didn't have the Dark Knight that made a bajillion dollars. Right. We did have Spider-Man 3 and Transformers. Right. Uh, so 2007 was weird because uh, that was the first Power Rangers convention. 300 people total. Wow. Yeah. And so you guys were just hanging out in lobbies. Yeah. And like yeah. that's what you're trying to do with your panel, just hang out, anybody talk, Literally, what's up? That's exactly what we tried to do. Small attendance, quiet, intimate moments, just talking to other fans. Did it work? Out. It worked, yeah. yeah. Actually, the first night, we actually had a couple of the actors uh, from the show. Chilling? Just chilling. I just, I, would just, I just engaged them and just like, so tell me, what are you doing now? Kind of thing. And they told us some great stories. Um, I'll actually get into that a little bit. Uh, the second night was more fan-focused. We tried to get. We tried to book an executive producer, but at the last minute, he was just kind of like, "Oh, sorry, I got something yeah, else to do." I got a family, which is totally fine. Uh, <laughs> we, we just made do with what it was, and we right. just had fun just talking about Power Rangers in the space where we didn't have to be dealing with it. Right, we just quote unquote to, dealing with it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's my friend Ryland who who. Uh, That's pretty that. funny. Yeah, yeah, it was very funny. I'm gonna use that. My wife is like reading comics again. Yo, this is the kind of stuff I don't want to be dealing with. Exactly. <laughs> don't make me deal with it. No, I'm just kidding. I got a text from Laura, and it was yeah, because we did a costume fitting before this, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going out to Pasadena to do an, a geekscape with Eric, and she's like, Okay, I'm going to try and read some of these comics you've been putting in my bed because like I've been get by, like whenever I get done with a comic, uh, if I think she'll like it, I'll put it by her bed. Like uh, Robert Kirkman's Outcast. I've been wanting to read that one. For it's a while. it's really good. Okay. It's uh. It's like a possession story, okay, and uh, like exorcism type thing. And it's uh, there's two issues out. It's really good. All right, that and the fade out, which is the new Kirk, uh, um, which is the new uh, uh, Brubaker book with Sean Phillips. I've been wanting to read Brubaker since Steampunk keeps on talking about him on Twitter. <laughs> so I've been <laughs> Brubaker and Phillips are a great team. They've okay. been a great team for 15 years. Yeah, and this. The fade out is a great beginning. So if you guys want to get into comics, those are two that I recommend. Okay. I only have one or two issues out. The well, fade out is like a great LA noirish Hollywood tale. Oh, I love that. Oh my god. It's awesome. Yes. And I'm then so Outcast is already optioned as a TV series or a movie, one of those two. So and I should it's, get on that before the bandwagon starts. <laughs> oh, it, it, the bandwagon's gone. Like like it's Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman, a retailer described him as like as a guy who just prints money. <laughs> you know, East West is a huge thing. Obviously, Walking Dead is a huge thing, but right. like Outcast is just a good writer. And I think you forget when you watch like Walking Dead, whether you love Walking Dead or hate Walking Dead as a TV right. series, like you're like, oh, were these comics that good? Yeah, the comics were that good. The comics are that good. And then haven't read, haven't read the Walking Dead comics. The um, it's way. I mean, writing wise, it's it's just. A, I think it's a better experience than a show. I love the show, but the, you love the show for like the spectacle of like seeing the zombies move and the yeah, killing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm already kind of over. Um, but uh, I still, you know, I still stand by the fact that the best Walking Dead is the video game from Telltale. 
Laura and I, Laura and I spent our fifth, our Friday night playing through the fourth chapter of that of the season two. I get Snapchats from one of my best friends, uh, always playing that game, and I'm just like, I should play. Just I just straight up play this game already. Oh, the game is awesome. Yeah, game is awesome. We love the the Telltale game, but comic books, guys, Fade Out by Brubaker and Sean Phillips, and then Outcast, which is just really good. Awesome. Um, what you were saying. No, no, uh, just like we're just talking. It's no, comic books. Of course, of course, it's comic books. Nerds. So, yeah, so that convent, like what we were just talking about just now, just nerding out. Mm-hmm. That was the Night Zero panels, but I was also assigned to other panels. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, two, some of the panels that I was assigned to on both on two days were the uh, Jew Ranger panels. That was the original Japanese. Say Jew Ranger. Jew Ranger. Yeah. No, was... Jew Ranger. <laughs> uh, it's a Jew Ranger. <laughs> like uh, like a Hasidic Ranger. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They they fight with like magical. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. They're fighting in pa- like Palestine right now. The pronunciation is weird. It's, it's, uh, it's Z-Y-U. But oh, Jap- Z-U. But in Japanese, Z-U. it's Jiu. Jiu. So you have to say Jiu with the Y. So it's like Jiu. Jiu Ranger. Yes. Jiu Ranger. And that was the series that Money Morphin became. That was the one with all the dinosaurs and crap okay. like that. I had to moderate the panels with the original actor from that one. And he's a Japanese dude? Japanese dude. And with the, some of the sub guys. I'm sorry? His English any good? He had an interpreter. Okay. Uh, but his, uh, he, he had some English words. Like he would say, it's an honor uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 of course he's like going to say that. <laughs> That's <laughs> no. so racist. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because in kidding. reference, in reference I to I like, got you. I'm just giving you a hard time. I know. Thank you. Um, no, yeah. He had an interpreter there. But like it was just fantastic because people wanted to, of course, know this thing that's kind of ethereal mm-hmm. that's like above Mighty Morphin like Mighty Morphin it's is before. like before yeah it's like the first testament exactly it's like, uh, <laughs> it's like reading the Old Testament it's the Old Testament yeah it's like oh before before the written word I mean, I've been like, uh, watching like the, I was watching like the making of Conan the Barbarian yeah and like John Milius is like I wanted I wanted Conan the Barbarian the movie to take place like 10,000 years before written history oh wow like that was like his thing he's like I wanted it to kind of have like kind of Stonehenge kind of thing. Like, it's, it's well before written history. Yeah. There's druids, that kind of stuff. And uh, <laughs> that's what got me to say that. It was like, the, uh, the Jew Ranger was <laughs> before written, before, like, the Americanization of the, yeah. you know, it's like, it's still, like, it's, it's steeped in mysticism. Although in Japan, it was about as commercial as McDonald's. So <laughs> yeah, it's right. like Jew <laughs> Ranger. Yeah, I'll have a uh, big size Jew Ranger. <laughs> oh, with a, with a side of Coke, please. Side of Coca-Cola, please. Um, speaking of Conan, actually, my mom actually knew the artist who uh-huh. did the Conan comics. Uh, oh, wow. They used to ride the train together. Uh, Are you talking about, um, well, like... Uh, she's an old Filipino dude. I can't remember his wow. name. Wow. That's pretty... I mean... I'm sorry. I can't remember his name. He passed away you. a few years ago, so may you rest in peace. But I, I don't remember his but, name yeah. at the moment. That's incredible. I'll, I'll check Wikipedia later. I apologize. That's but, incredible. Yeah. No, I've been watching a lot of Sword and Sorcery. Nice. Getting ready for our shoot. Yeah, coming I, I, up. Hey, good luck with that shoot, by the way. It'll be fun. Um, anyway, so I moderated those panels. Today, I moderated the, what they call the Forever Red panel. Just a ton of Red Rangers, and they just throw together in one room. And at one point, I was kind of... The actors wor- and stuff? Yeah, the, oh, the wow. Red Ranger actors, uh, including... the including uh, yeah. His name was Yuta Mochizuki. Uh, he was the original... Jiu-Ranger. Ranger. Yeah, he you was... You gotta say it like Ranger. Ken Watanabe and Godzilla. Let them fight. Let Jiu-Ranger. them fight. He's like reading his lines off of a fortune cookie. Like, I, <laughs> like that is that was like no one's been like, able to write a proper script for for Ken Watanabe. It's like no. really, he's a wonderful actor. He's amazing, and he's got like he's got an international team. Like I liked Godzilla a lot. Yeah, I, yeah. I really liked that movie. But like he's reading. Off he's of got an international team 
yet he still talks like he's selling mogwais out of a corner shop. In Inception, they put him in a suit and they talk yeah. about elephants. It's like, let ugh. them fight. <laughs> okay, people just believed his ass? Like, that's the thing about Godzilla. He was like, he is going to hunt them. They just believed him. Yeah. What if he was wrong? <laughs> what if Godzilla was like, you know what? We're all three going to team up on your asses. What did you? Okay, there's a large intersection of like Godzilla and Power Ranger fans. What did you think of the Godzilla movie? Because I, I liked the Godzilla I, I loved movie. it. I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, there, me there too. People are like, I didn't see Godzilla enough. It's like, really? Oh, go. All go, he does go. around is stomp and growl. Like, how much of that? Like, that's pro wrestling. If you watch too much of that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I liked it, and I wasn't put. I wasn't like let down by the by the character or, or lack of characters in the movie. Like, whatever. But it's like. Uh, the spectacle of it, I was really into, and I liked the design of some of the directing. I was down with the movie. I thought it was cool, a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, I. You know, I that Pacific Rim, it's like enjoy it, man. Yeah. Enjoy that stuff. I, oh god, I hated the people who hated Pacific Rim because they were just like, oh, it's just robots. I was like, uh, did you like? Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> like you go to the county fair and somebody's like eating cotton candy. He's like, ah, it's just sugar. <laughs> so it's like, well, yeah, dickhead. Yeah, enjoy. It's okay to like things. Like, you just enjoy it. You it's moron! It's it's a fighting robots. Like, are you out of your mind? Like, Godzilla was so much fun. I thought just when you did get to see them fight, it was cool, and when yeah. not, it was a bit of a thrill ride. Like, whatever, just enjoy yourself. Can't, can't it, didn't, Godzilla too. it didn't totally insult the you plot wise like some movies do. A lot of movies do. It's just yeah. freaking enjoy it. Uh, but as far as again going back to Morphicon, mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Volunteered for some panels. It was nice just to be like the guy to go like, "Hey guys, thanks for coming to this panel." You're a veteran now. Yeah, because uh, some of them know me. You're an insider. You know, kind of, uh, kind of. <laughs> some of them are gonna are, are already recognize me. Like, uh, like I don't know. I don't want to name drop anyone, but there's sure. just oh some of the cast and stuff. Yeah, some of the cast like, will hey, just hey, be like, "Hey, how, how, how are you doing?" Good and, to see you again, man. How are the kids? And it's fun because like as a fan, when you're just a kid eating cereal on Saturday mornings oh, watching, yeah. watching that and oh, then that like, is years cool. later they're just like shaking your hands just saying hey man thanks for helping out it, it's nice it's very it's a very pleasant feeling totally cool and in that's yeah. something that happens with Geekscape a lot like now like as like you know with Geekscape you start to actually you know or just filmmaking in general you end up like being in like the same you know like you just end up working with people who you completely admired and you're like are you like pinching yourself, like what? How 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 did my how, how did I grow up to the point where I'm collaborating with this individual? Exactly. Like I completely idolized. When you told me that you were actually, because uh, I, I, again, I, I I'm a big wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. When you told me you were like Paul London's brother, I, I had a moment where I was just like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Because yeah. I remember yeah. seeing your brother wrestle at like uh, No Mercy. I told you No Mercy or uh-huh. I was there at the East Rutherford Center. I saw him wrestle Billy Kidman. And I was just like, because yeah. I remember I followed that story really intently because like, oh, they Billy were turns cool. on him and stuff. They're a yeah. tag team and now they're fighting against each yeah. other. You know, a lot of people like rag on maybe that pay-per-view or just whatever or just like WWE in that era. But like I was a kid watching that and I was mm-hmm. just like, wow. And then now I'm like, oh, I'm, doing, I'm recording a podcast yeah, with we're just Jonathan London. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you could make it over, we're going to have dinner tomorrow with Paul and my wife's got to pick him up at the airport tomorrow at 1.40. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, like, yeah, and you find out these people are actually just people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, That's... Like, and like that Paul is like, yeah, it, I've been dealing with his itinerary all week. If you don't mind me saying, that's actually the one thing I love about Power Morphicon. It's big where everyone, everyone in the Ranger fandom knows it, mm-hmm. but it's still small where you can have accessibility. Yeah, yeah, accessibility. I just, I mean, like I just came from a uh, party. But you came. That, uh, you came. Well, I gotta you change probably, now. You probably came me. like crazy. <laughs> Power Morphicon. I just uh, uh, arrived from a uh, party that was happening at like a nearby restaurant from mm-hmm. the convention center that. 
uh, what's his name, Brad Hawkins from uh, one of the other shows, uh, kind of hosted, and he invited guests to come along. I was drinking with uh, Christopher Kamen Lee, who played the uh, Red Space Ranger in like '98. Mm-hmm. He was the Red Ranger mm-hmm. of '98, and like as a kid, I loved his character because like he was uh, an adventurer, he was an alien, and that's when the again I, the show was starting yeah. to become a genre show with yeah. like space and fantasy and crap like that. So. And like he actually had a pivotal role in the in the Ranger lore, let's say in the sure. myth, in the myth. Uh, very plainly, spoiler alert: uh, he uh, kills Zordon. Fuck this shit! <laughs> Never watching. This I'm story. sorry. Spoiler alert: Yeah, yeah, he destroys Zordon. So uh, you're drinking with him, like he's like all depressed. He's like, I did that. I'll never too. get over the fact that I killed Zordon. He was actually a really cool guy. He's actually running a comic book now. That's cool. Uh, yeah, um, and we were just talking about comic books. His favorite superhero is Beast from X Men. That's okay. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's very smart about comic books, but like we were we were we were all plastered. Mm-hmm. Like just like I'm only becoming sober now. I can't get over the fact that I killed Zordon. <laughs> I'll never live it down, dude. But it was just awesome. Like oh, people I'm, are throwing shit at him. I'm just Zordon shit. killer. <laughs> uh, everyone gives him shit for for that to this day. It's pretty amazing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if you're uh, gonna get shit in your life, get it for killing Zordon. Yeah, at, at least it's that and nothing worse. Yeah, that's. <laughs> But, you um, banged Zordon. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 gave him you uh, banged Zordon. Venereal disease. You, you got like a like a, a cool wristband. It's a hot topic thing I bought on I an impulse. I don't care. It's kind of cool. You have this cool wristband <laughs> with the Power Rangers on they, it. They look like South Park characters. But, yeah, they, they got this overly big chat. head and tiny um, body. So it was a success. It was an um, absolute success, actually, because the the convention is nonprofit. And it's for it's to raise money for charity. Whoa. Yeah, they do it for for the Make a Wish Foundation, which That's is fantastic great. because kids love. Power Rangers, yeah, of course. of course. So it's wonderful that they worked with this organization. But the convention is non-profit, which is why it's every two years, because mm-hmm. they can't afford to have it every other year. And it's completely operated by volunteers. Mm-hmm. But to that end, you're not working with professionals who put on events sure. for a living. So there's a lot of miscommunication. There's a lot of maybe infrastructure problems that you'll always hear from people who go mm-hmm. to the convention. But that said, this year... Almost, almost no complaints whatsoever. That's pretty awesome. It was, it was so a tight. People were, people were learning how to hit it. Oh yeah, it was a tight ship. Uh, people were on board, and again, we were dealing with maybe more guests than we've ever had before, mm. and especially international guests like the Japanese uh, guests. The fact that everyone's still on the same page, fantastic. We've heard nothing but good, good things about the convention from from attendees. And not that I, I work with Power Morphicon or anything. Like I've maybe done some volunteering. You volunteer, yeah. But I'm not like an official like on insider. The team. Sure. No, no. It's just that like they just I just know the right people where they're just like, hey, can you help out? And I'm just like, sure. I've just been there enough from the beginning to just know things about it. And uh, at this point, this year, this 2014, fantastic. Well, hopefully uh, they get. Uh, hopefully they hit a point where they can actually do it yearly. Like 2015, maybe one day. the movie's well, gonna come might out. Have, the convention might have. I say we as if I'm yeah. part of it. The convention might have to turn. Uh, for profit, which is unfortunate right. because you lose the make, you lose the importance of why sure. you do this in the first place. Well, Comic Con is a nonprofit. Yes, Com- San Diego Comic Con, uh, where we, you and I met. Uh, Comic Con is for profit, and we're going to be there uh, Halloween weekend. If you guys are in Southern California or making your way to Southern California, uh, Geeks Geekscape will have a booth at. Comic at uh, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna be doing a lot of panels there. Where, where is Kamikaze? It's at the LA Convention Center. LA Convention Center, Kamikaze, guys. Go check yep. it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Halloween weekend, we're gonna have that booth, and then um, 
New York Comic Con. You and I are going to see each other in a month. I cannot less, less wait. In, no, not less than a month. It's not October yet. But yeah. we're going to see each other in a little over a month at the Javits Center yeah. for New York Comic Con. I'll be hanging around the, the Lion Forge booth, but we're going to be running around making some videos, oh, doing some interviews. Guys, I hope you check it, check these videos out because they're going to be a lot of fun. I hope they're fun. New York Comic Con, again, I told you guys, I started going when I was maybe a sophomore in college, uh, and I've just been going ever since. And I love it's it there. Three years. Yeah, it's a. It, I mean, yeah. even though it's just three years, it's a tradition with some of my friends now. It's we, a really good convention. Yeah, they've it, got the best artist alley in the world. They do. Their artist alley is phenomenal. I've had so many com uh, commissions done from those guys. It's, it's unbelievable. It's the best artist alley in any convention I've ever witnessed, and it's a great convention. And um, we'll do another Geekscape meetup. So yeah. if you're listening to this and you're in the East Coast uh, and you're planning on going to New York Comic Con, uh, we'll do another Geekscape meetup. You can meet Eric, you can meet Big Yanks, you can meet myself, if you haven't already, if you weren't there last year. Um, and, um, damn, all this is coming up so fast. Yeah, I know. I, I, so can you, fast, believe, can you believe it's almost September 2014? Yeah, in a handful <laughs> of days. I can't. I still I can't remember New Year's. It. I still remember New Year's. I still remember meeting you at San Diego. Yeah. That was last month. <laughs> Good times, man. Good, Good times, times, man. All the nostalgia. Um, well, Eric, I will let you get some sleep or to catch up with your Power Ranger friends who are also <laughs> hanging around the convention. Well, thank you. Um, thanks for coming on Geekscape. Oh, thanks for letting me on board, dude. You are on the team. You are now on the show. Um, and uh, there's so much more that we're going to be putting out. Eric's going to be writing some of this stuff yeah. up. He talked to the cast of um, As Above, So Below. So I that, did, yes. That that's... horror movie that's coming out. Yeah. He's got some interviews and a review coming out uh, over the next few days. He's got all the stuff from Power Morphicon, and um, damn, we got so much more coming. We got stuff coming to the channel. Yeah, we've got stuff coming to the website. Uh, so like us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Geekscape TV, or Twitter, Geekscape.net, of course. Derek is doing a great job of captaining that ship, and um, maybe you guys will have some more here of the prophecy very, very, very soon. Um, on top of other things, so keep uh, buying T-shirts. Thank you for buying those T-shirts off of the Geekscape store, and of course supporting Doc of the Dead, and watching that on Netflix or wherever it's playing near you around the world, which is exciting to be able to say that. Um, cool, Eric. Yeah, thank awesome. you so much. Yeah, Geekscape. I know we just met, but I love you guys already. So, <laughs> <laughs> spoken like a true Geekscapist. <laughs> Your family now. Uh, see you guys on the next episode, which might be coming quicker than you expect.